0: Hi, you're listening to episode 76 of the Blended Family Podcast, and today I have a great interview for you with the author of a book that I think can help so many of you. Stay tuned at the very end of the interview. I'm going to come back on and give you an opportunity for a bonus offer that we failed to mention in our conversation. No other announcements today, just enjoy the show. Thanks. I am here with Jody Womack. Jody started her latest company with her husband nine years ago because she saw a need in her business community. Their new book comes out this month and is called "Get Momentum: How to Start When You're Stuck." She'll tell you more about that. She loves bringing people together for retreats, business workshops, and women's groups to talk about making new things happen. As a result of producing her own events, she's created a coaching and training company that teaches small business owners who run their own company to get momentum. She's presented. Presented at business conferences in New York, London, Venice, as well as online events, Jody wants to impress upon us the importance of working at your most efficient, so you have time for the fun and family time too. She told me her main goal is to help you get momentum on those projects that feel stuck, and she says the best ideas are the ones you'll actually do. Today she'll be giving us some ideas to build up our mindset and our skill set when it comes to getting started when you feel stuck. Jody, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me today. My
1: pleasure, Melissa. Thanks so much for having me.
0: First, I'd love for you to share your personal story. I know that you co-wrote the book with your husband, which is great. I work with my husband as well. Tell us why you both decided to write this book.
1: You know, so many people have told us after attending one of the workshops, or they they read a book, or something happens. Um, I feel really motivated right now, but I'm afraid I'm going to lose momentum. Or I really want to keep this momentum going, and. We we kept hearing this over and over and we thought, you know, what if there were ways that would help people on their own um, keep going? Because we all get motivated and sometimes there's a half-life, right? We get we go to an event, we get really motivated, and then we come back and there's so much work to do at work and at home. Uh so we just thought, oh, we'll put together the best of the ideas that we've uh developed with working with people over time and put that in a way that people can do a little bit of self-coaching that's great and uh, J- Jason and I have known each other for about 25 years I think it is we met in the first the front row of uh, history class Wow and I, I share that because you know families and and partnerships like that where you have a long history together you know we we blend a lot what's personal time what's business time. Uh, We started off editing each other's college papers. You know, that was really the foundation of our whole relationship professionally and personally. And so um, it's fun to hear that you've got a a working relationship with your husband as well, because it's a whole new world. Like they don't teach you how to do that in business school or in college, right? Very true. Right. So uh, hopefully I've got some stories and some ideas that'll help if people work with their spouse, or just you know, trying to find those um, productivity and efficiency techniques that work in the office that might also help out with running a household a little bit easier too.
0: Absolutely. And so the reason I asked you to be on the show is because my listener base is blended families, and we all have lives that are a little more chaotic than traditional families. Lots of schedule changes, some more added stress, and different family dynamics. And many of us are juggling a lot. And I feel like many of us get stuck quite a bit because we're being pulled in so many different directions. So, when I found your book, I thought it would be perfect for my listeners because I think we could all use some help here. What are the kinds of things we get stuck on in life that your book can help us with?
1: You know, it's everything from those personal dreams and projects like, you know, fixing up a part of the house or making a garden or getting something ready for, you know, the kids' transition to those bigger professional goals of wanting to write a book, wanting to create a piece of art, wanting to get back into the workforce and get your resume up and going. You know, I, I've run women's groups for, uh, over six years and people confide in me that so often their dreams and goals come after the needs of everybody else in the family. And, uh, it can take a toll on your own personal motivation and, and how you contribute. So I'm super sensitive to that because I think the more we as women take care of ourselves, uh, you know, physically, take care of our health, uh, get ourselves to the doctor's appointments, you know, we're so good at making sure all the kids and everybody gets their checkups, but a lot of times people, women don't put themselves in that same uh, priority. So my hope and goal is to help people get to those projects and bucket lists and goals that will help them be a better mom, be a better spouse, be a better wife, be you know, a more engaged family member, because that's teaching the kids and the family how, how to be as well. It's not just listen to my words, but follow how I do and mentor this for you.
0: That's absolutely true. I know as a parent myself, I always put the kids first and my own needs just get put on the back burner and that's really not good. And see, that's what I love about your book. It can help everyone. It's not just for those of you who are starting a project. I love how you can cater it to whatever it is in life that you need help with.
1: Absolutely. And like you mentioned before... If you've got a blended family with kids going to different households and different school vacations and soccer practice and tutoring, I mean, like so many of these things, you're managing multiple calendars, multiple budgets, um, you know, transportation. There's all the things that we have in corporate Trainings as well. You know, we teach people how to use email and run meetings more efficiently and use their email more more effectively. Um, and I don't know that we we emphasize as a culture that we need that kind of um, support and organization at home too, to to make things run smoothly, so that every conversation with the kid isn't "How come you didn't? When are you going to?" and and you know, where is that thing I gave you to sign? Or, you know, um, Jason and I talk quite a bit about different types of relationship building. And I think in work and in life, we get stuck in these transitions, transactions, you know. Um, very functional when are you you know did you do this and when is that going to happen but that's not really how you build a relationship and so we our my thesis is the more we can handle all of that logistical stuff the more time and energy and and heart we'll really have for the building relationships and the deeper conversations that we really want to be having with the people that're so important in our lives
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I I was just about to ask you, my next question was, how can the book help us create a better home environment? But you really just answered my question um, just about helping us be better parents and helping us communicate better at home and things like that. So you kind of answered that question.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny. uh, A friend of ours asked uh, so we get this a lot and I don't know if you do as well, but like, oh my gosh, how do you work with your spouse? I could never do that. Yeah, And yeah. you know, it's not always a question. It's more like a exclamation. Like, how do you do this? And quite frankly, our first defense is prevention of conflict. Mm-hmm. It's like, if we can avoid conversation, um, not conversations, but if we can avoid conflict and misunderstanding and those wild surprises that are like, oh, I thought you paid that. I thought you dropped that off. I thought you did this or that. Um, If we can manage those with reviewing our calendar um, and reviewing to-do lists and creating a a kind of to-do schedule like we would at work with our family, um, we get rid of 85%, I'd say, of the the hard conversations or stressful experiences at home and then we're more available to do you know interesting projects and more creative things or just go for a walk in the evening instead of having to like catch up on email and I think that's what's really missing and that my hope for families is like more together time more play time more joy more reading together more playing with the dog you know whatever that means to you.
0: Yeah. And I think I can speak for all my listeners when I say I think that's what we all want right now. We are, you know, blended families really struggle with finding peace at home and having more time for one another. And so I think that that's extremely important point that you bring up that we all need to work on that.
1: Yeah. And again, it's not something that we're taught where you're usually going to replicate what we had as in our own home life growing up, whether that was good or bad. A lot of times we just don't know any differently. Um, So what we've done is try and take some of that corporate knowledge and bring it into the personal lifestyle so that. You know, we can say it's not just all about the dollars or being super efficient. But what do you do with that extra time? What do you do with those extra resources? And for me, it's like I want to be playing with my niece and nephew. I actually just got back from a big family trip to New York, where everybody gathered, and I got to play around um, with my mom for a couple of days and take her to museums and just have some lovely time. You know, and and it's it's been a dream of mine for a long time to be able to have that. Uh, freedom and and control over my own schedule that I could say, this is what I want to do and, and how I'd like to do it.
0: That sounds wonderful. Um, so when I was reading the book, I noticed that you break it down into steps for us, which makes things a lot easier. Sure. Um, can you explain what the five stages of momentum are? Of
1: course. And we do that because a lot of times we'll get motivated, especially like New Year's resolutions, you know, and everybody tries to change everything all at once. And it lasts maybe a couple of weeks at most, at least for me. I'm not very good at making that long-term sustainable change when I try and do everything. So we've broken Get Momentum, the book, into five stages. And the first stage is knowing your motivation. It's really your legacy question. And the question is, what do I want to be known for? And so maybe at home, it's like, what do I want my kids to know me as, or what, do, with your spouse, what do I want um, our relationship to be all about? You know, and it's not going to be like picking up dry cleaning on time, every time it's going to be, I'm guessing, you know, how do you have the, the richest, deepest relationship that's available to you? You know? So the first question is what do I want to be known for? Uh, The second one is mentors. Who can I learn from? And actually, uh, before Jason and I got married, we started interviewing happily married couples because we just didn't know very many. And it took effort to find some. And we asked them questions like, what do you think makes you a happy couple? And what are things that you do that contributes to having a long-lasting, happy marriage? and for us it was really helpful to not do exactly what they do but just frame the question and learn from people modeling the kind of behaviors we want to have so i don't know for you like have have you ever thought about like who's got happily blended families um, and what are they doing that make it look so easy and, and joyful?
0: Yeah, well, it's funny because I get that a lot. A lot of people look at us and say, "Well, you guys look like you make it so easy." And the thing is, it's not easy. We we have to work at it. These are things that just don't come easy. We've been we've been together for nine years, and it's taken a lot of work and a lot of years to find the peace that we have now. And it's not perfect, and we do have issues in the family. But, um, it you know, people look from the outside looking in, it looks like we've got it all together. And of course we don't, you know, so my point is, is it takes a lot of work. And so the steps that you bring us through, I like that because it's not like it comes easy and it's not like, you know, some people just have it and some people don't. Everybody has to work at it.
1: Right, and I love that it's—it's it's really telling the truth that relationships take effort. They take nurturing and and caring for. And I love what you say that. That um, you know, it might look easy from the outside, and it's so important to know um, that no, they're putting in effort and maybe they are having family meetings and they do make lists and they do carve out time for special activities. Um, and it doesn't just magically happen naturally. I think that's important for, you know, spousal relationships as well as time with the kids that, um, you know, the more we plan and prepare, the better likelihood is that it actually comes true. And those are, those are so important. Uh, And actually, that leads to the next step, which is milestones. The third stage is creating milestones. And what that means to me is you don't have to know from beginning to end how it all works and every single step and activity you're going to need to do. But take three. Take three little sub-projects that you can imagine helping you get on the right path to your goal and where you want to go. And that has been so helpful for me, everything from writing the book with Jason, where we set out, you know, goals for certain chapters by certain dates. Uh, We interviewed quite a few people. We interviewed quite a few of our Get Momentum members. We have a leadership academy, and we used a lot of their stories because, like you were saying, we didn't. People often say, uh, it looks so easy what you do, uh, working with Jason. And I, I wanted people to know that it's not just us being magical, but people can make this their own. And there's so many examples of what, um, those types of personal goals really are that people are striving for. Yeah. Uh, and then you want me to keep going? Yes, please. Okay. I'll just get all five of these up. Uh, so stage four is monitoring which we separated out. So what that means is what positive things are happening that I can acknowledge. And so this is not only watching how things are going and tracking uh the success and and the complications, but really looking for what's going right. And I for me growing up, it was modeled for me what's wrong and how do we fix it, right? Yeah. And uh in our work, what we focus on in a lot of our coaching is teaching people to catch their staff and their team doing things right. Because that kind of positive reinforcement sends a very strong message to the individual and everybody else around that that's the behavior we're looking for. Mm -hmm. So whether it's showing up on time, turning reports in on time, people meeting their their monthly uh, sales goals, you know, however that shows up in your world, catching people doing things right has a very powerful impact. And I can only imagine how powerful this would be with kids you know, instead of the nagging and the complaining and the, you know, catching people doing things wrong, it's like, what if we shifted for a little while and and reinforce the behaviors we do want? And when they do take their dish from the table to the sink or, you know, they get themselves up in the morning on time all by themselves and we reinforce those types of behaviors, You know, it seems like there's so many opportunities for
0: that. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I was actually just about to say how important it is to notice with the kids when they do something right. It's a lot more effective than noticing everything that they do wrong. And it's easy as a parent to always point out, you know, you didn't clean your room and you didn't do your homework, but it's much more effective for the kids to point out what they did right. So I'm glad you brought that up.
1: Yeah. And you can start with little things and and part of it is just to help bridge that gap of people feeling, you know, that they never do anything right. You know, and they get, I've seen this in corporate environments too, where it feels like it's playing out very much like a family dynamic where, you know, the boss is always picking on me. I can never do anything right, you know, and that negative self-talk. And it's such an important skill to build in a family unit to catch people doing things right. So little stuff, you know, getting clothes into the laundry hamper, closing the door after they come in, hanging up their coat, you know, whatever those things are that you want to be reinforced, start looking for them. And it may take a while, you know, and it's gotta be genuine and authentic because kids can pick up on that BS meter really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but when when they start doing those behaviors that you wanna see and, and you don't have to do it every single time, you don't reinforce it every single time, but catching them spontaneously and randomly, that'll really build in that desire to want to do more of that absolutely and then that last stage the modify is um, what one change can you make to keep moving forward to keep the positive momentum going and we separated out modifying from monitoring because people trying to wa- try to watch and fix quite a bit and i think there's a lot to be gained from observing You know, and reinforcing the the things that you want in the monitor stage and then modifying. And we chose the word modify because the definition itself means to make one small change. And I think giving people tangible, practical things is so much more likely for them to experience success. And that success builds energy on itself, you know, so people will want to be doing more. And that's where momentum really comes from. Momentum doesn't mean completion. It just means forward movement.
0: That's great. And yeah, I agree. I think it's much easier for people to know that they need to make some small changes than to say, well, you've got to change everything around, you know, because that's really overwhelming. Yeah, it's
1: hard. And it's easy to give up. It's like, oh, I couldn't do it. But little stuff, one little thing you could do.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what is the overall process of getting the momentum and finishing your goal to completion? I mean, I know you went over the five stages now, but how much time does this take per day and what type of personal work does it entail?
1: Well, you know, in in your introduction, you read um, the best things that you can do are the things you'll actually do. And the reason I say that is, People always ask me like, oh, should I start a blog? Oh, should I do it this way with my family? Oh, should I? And it's like, I don't know. The answers are all different for each person. But if you think there's a behavior you need to do that will you'll keep doing, start that one. So for me, we have something at work called the 30-30 rule. And that is where we take 30 minutes a day and we look out 30 days. So something that's due a month from now. Okay. And you just start looking out a little bit farther than you might have. And, and a lot of people push back on this and they say, I'm working on things that are doing due this afternoon or tomorrow. My house is always a constant fire, you know, fire drill and it's crazy. And my response is, how do you expect anything to ever change if you stay in that emergency mode So this 30-30 rule is a way of just sort of looking up and out a little bit. And a month is about a good time with with school-age kids as well because there's probably some holidays coming or back to school or, you know, like whatever that next season is with the sports or, you know, the next season of what's happening in their lives. And it's like, what are you going to need to do? Do Is it time to start looking for summer camp or tutors or, you know, the next type of school to get the kids into? Um, For my husband and I, we travel quite a bit. We travel all over the world. We're doing airfare a month in advance uh, just for the best rates and, you know, combining clients and that sort of thing. And we find if we, when we wait to the last minute, it doesn't get any easier. So, the investment of the first month of doing this might be really hard. But if you can trust me or blame me, you know, say this woman on this podcast told me to do it this way, this get momentum lady. um, After 30 days of investing in that 30 days out, you will start to reap those benefits. You'll start to have already worked on and seen some of these things, you know, and so it won't be a surprise. And so often, Surprises happen, right? Like we can't anticipate every single thing that's coming towards us, but we can anticipate what's already on the calendar and already scheduled. We know holidays and vacation time and schools out and schools back. We know when that is for the general. Right. Mm -hmm. Generally. Um, How do we prepare for what we know is coming towards us so that we're prepared emotionally, financially, you know, energetically, all those things for the surprises that we can't see coming towards us?
0: Right. And let me say to my listeners real quick, because I know that you're all thinking, well, 30 minutes is just too much. I don't have five minutes. But... You know, you do. You can find thirty minutes if you care enough to change your life. You can get up thirty minutes early before the kids get up. You can do it before you go to bed at night. Find a time that works and schedule it in. I know it's hard, but it, you you can do it if you schedule it in. You can. Yeah.
1: And like I said, do something. To build up to it. So maybe you start with 15 minutes or 10 minutes, or it's like meditation. There's right. no bad meditation. Start with five minutes, and you'll find that it strengthens you. It'll probably give you back that 10 minutes of awareness just because you've handled things and you won't have as many emergencies, you know, where everybody's pulling on you in all those different
0: directions. Right. So, Jody, what would you say from your experience working with so many people? is the biggest barrier in people's lives to accomplishing their goals?
1: Oh, it's such a big question. Um, we're all busy and yeah. the, that's the good news. That's the blessing. The bad news is it never goes away. you you never mark off kids as a done project. <laughs> I'm 45 and you know, with my parents all the time and it's like, I'm not done. They're not done. <laughs> um, and that's, that's the great news. So, building actual projects that have a completion date, you know, getting kid into summer camp. That is a project that has an end date, right? Um, And you know when you're done. So creating project plans around your family life, around your personal life, around the relationships with your kids, uh, that's, take what What all the business planning teaches, you know, which is um, completable, that has a timeline, you know, when you're done, you know, what some of the steps are that can build up to that, you know, yeah, it's just people are so darn busy. and. A lot of times the people running households, they put their projects last and there just won't be more time later or, you know, waiting until the kids are out of school. That's just a really long time from now. So I hate to see people, especially women, put their lives on hold and their dreams on hold because it they should be alive for their kids, too. You know, they sh- their dreams and their hopes and their goals, um, you're modeling the behaviors that their kids are going to pick up. So if you're modeling putting your life on hold, you wouldn't wish that for your kids, right? So finding ways to build in those bits of happiness and joy and health and wellness, uh, laughter, all those super important things that make us whole beings. Um, that's what I'd say from my experiences. Don't wait. Don't think that there's time later. It really is. Um, a valuable lesson to be teaching your kids how to build in a life while you're busy living.
0: Yeah, well, I would totally agree with you. And that's what I thought you were going to say, because that's what I hear most of the time. And I know that's what I struggle with in my own life, because I balance the podcast, and then I have a full-time career as well, and the kids, and it's just crazy to find the time. And I know I have several things in my own life that I plan on starting to get completed once and for all after reading your book. And the way you and your husband break it down, it actually seems doable and much less overwhelming. So I really thank you for the work that you do.
1: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for saying so. It thrills me to hear that you know, it's, it's alive and that it's, it's going to be a useful tool for folks.
0: Oh, absolutely. And so I know that aside from the book, you and your husband have traveled around doing workshops and coaching, and you offer an online course. Is that right? Yes. Okay. How do we learn more about that?
1: So that's the Get Momentum Leadership Academy, and that's at getmomentum.com. And that's an online course that we've put together based on the corporate trainings that we've done. We found so many people want to keep going after they've had a workshop or they don't get that kind of professional development at work and so we wanted to make that available for people on their own so I encourage you there's lots of free resources and videos over there we'd love to have you join as a member and um, join in at the level that suits your budget and your time frame you know how much time you can contribute to your own professional development there's a lot of options over there um, that we're working on to make it really functional for people.
0: Great. And I also know that if my listeners are interested, they can sign up for your newsletter on getmomentum.com forward slash book, and they will receive the five mini lessons from the beginning of the book, right? Yes. Okay. That's great. And Jody, do you have any last words of advice for my listeners and where can they find you?
1: I'm over at getmomentum.com. So my email is jody J-O-D-I, at getmomentum.com. And, you know, my greatest wish is that you get momentum on those projects that have been stuck so that you get to lead a super full, joyful, fulfilling life.
0: Great. And I do encourage you all to get your own copy of Get Momentum by Jody and Jason Womack. If you feel stuck on anything in your life, it's a great resource for all of us. All of Jody's links are in the show notes for you as well. Jody, thank you so much for coming on the show today. My pleasure, Melissa. Thank you so much. Okay, Blended Families, hope you enjoyed the show today. Feedback can be sent to Melissa at BlendedFamilyPodcast.com. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Okay, I'm back as promised. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Jody. To get the special bonus offer, I want you to go to www.getmomentum.com forward slash bonus. With this offer, you will receive over $360 of bonus materials and video. So if you liked what Jody had to say today and you want this book, go check out this special offer. It's a great deal. Once again, it's www.getmomentum.com forward slash bonus. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.